Take your Bibles and to Acts chapter 3. We're going to read from verse 1 to 10. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 to 10. I love us to read together. So I'll read verse 1, you read verse 2, I'll read verse 3. Until we get to verse 10, I will read together. If I may ask, I will please stand up as we read from the Word of God together. Let's be on our feet. Acts chapter 1. Acts chapter 3, from verse 1 to 10. Let's wait for others. Acts chapter 3, from verse 1 to 10. Okay. Uh, one day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer. At 3. In the afternoon, verse 2. As they are approaching the temple, a man in Carmel was being carried in the gate of the temple. Each day he was criticized in the gate. They want to go over his feet. So he will beg for the people going to the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter and John were asking him to take the money. So the man gave them his attention, expecting something, he expected to get something from them. Verse 6. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up, and instantly, the man's feet and ankles became strong. When all the people saw him walking and praising God, stand together, they recognized him as the same man who used to sit begging at the temple called the and they were filled with wonders and amazing as one and amazing. Father, we thank you for this time. Let your light shine on your world tonight in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes, Lord, to get over every limitation that has been binding us and putting us on the spot in the name of Jesus. Let your word come out with power in the name of Jesus. Let your word come out with life in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Be seated. Uh, first and foremost, I want to announce to you that those who recognize you by the negative identity you used to carry are in for a surprise. Amen. You know, there was a there was a story I heard long ago. Um, in those days when we were in secondary school, we used to go to deeper life camp. So there was a lady that came to share a testimony uh, at the camp there. Um, her name was Sister Fuken, very elderly uh, uh, lady. She, she had punched back. You know, punched back. Yeah. He came. So she said that that she, she, she has even given up on healing. She didn't. She thought that her body will be healed in resurrection, in rapture. <laughs> yes. She has given up on healing. That in her place of work, they call her Sister Fuken Unikele. That's the hunched back funke. There's no other funke in the office, but they will still attach that hunched back to her leg. She's the only funke. It's as if they want to distinguish her funke from another funke. But she came, she invited people, God will heal you, blah, 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 to the, to the camp then. 
She didn't even expect God for her own healing. She was telling people, she was telling that God will heal you, the Lord will raise you, the Lord will do this for you. And she came to give the testimony, her hunchback disappeared in that, in that conference. And it was like, she was like, now, people will now call her full care for you. That, that for every negativity that's been attached to your name, the Lord is, is going to remove them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. I said, by the time you leave this service, the people that used to know you for a negative thing, they will be in for a surprise in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Whatever immobilized you, whatever kept you in the box, I pray and I prophesy in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You will collect those limitations and we leap over them in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Now, the context about this story is thus. Um, at the ascension of Jesus, you should understand that the apostles, the disciples, found it difficult to explain the church. Because there was a lot of confusion among the people. What a bit of things that happened before. John came, a number of them believed in John the Baptist. The kingdom of God is at hand. They, they were ruled by Romans, so they wanted to get out of Roman rule. The, 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 the repent for the kingdom of God is at hand and this and that. So they, 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 they didn't want to continue in that. They were even tired of their own religious leaders because their religious leaders were in connivance with the Roman uh, rulership and, 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 and leadership. That's why we had the Sadducees and the Pharisees. The Sadducees are like the uh, people who 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 were uh, what's it called? Who were hand in hand uh, with the with the Romans or the leaders? The Sadducees are the are the high class, the rich people. So they they were in the same class with the Romans. The Pharisees were the ones who will measure every grain of 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 rice you harvest. You must if you harvest ten grains, you must be a type of one. They were they were too finicky in their in the uh, yeah? yes, the assessment of the religious laws that I don't care if you if you want to die just first obey the religious laws. Then we had the zealots. Even among the religious and the Judaism, the zealots were the 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 permit me to use the word ISIS of that time. It was the zealots that swore in the name of God. They said they swore in the name of Yahweh that they will not eat nor drink until they kill Paul. They were in the name of God. So they, they had sects. They had um, um, different things within Judaism. So people are tired of all those things. So when John came and started something else, oh, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. They were happy. Everybody, even including the Pharisees themselves, were lining up to be baptized. Now, John gave them a shocker. I'm not the Messiah. He pointed out to one guy among them. Now, you should understand the reason why John could call the Pharisees serpents and vipers, brood of scorpions, and nothing happened to him. Why? His father, he was born into the abyss. His father was was a priest. So, uh, okay, okay, now we, we, you know that there are some people that were abused by in this country, that they just look at it, uh, the son of love, no worry, Omar is our child. You, you are like, <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying the same thing. So, he, he was, he, he was born in the, in the abyss. His father and mother 
were both of the descendants of Aaron. Not that father was Aaron and mother was another. So he was a pure priest. So he could he, he knows them. So when when he was coming to preach, the kingdom of God is at hand. They were happy. They were, they could receive him because mm, no, this guy is among the the family. We know this family. Who is your father in this land? You know, they, uh, we know his father. Okay. But the guy now pointed to one stranger in the crowd. Behold the Lamb of God. Hello. We serve this guy now. He doesn't look kingly. He doesn't look like a Messiah. Because they were expecting a Messiah that would come and overthrow Rome. So, there was confusion. I'm just trying to bring the context here. There was already confusion in Israel. So, they, they didn't believe this Jesus Christ. Okay, some that even managed to believe this guy. Maybe you were supposed to be a Messiah and they captured you and killed you. So, until he, 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 until he rose, until Jesus resurrected, a lot of people's hope were dashed. Because it's, it's not looking like it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Many a times, religious people are demoralized when God does not come in the form of their tradition. Mm. Religious people are devastated when God does not show up in the form of their tradition. There are times that God has decided to show up for us, but because it's not in the form of our religious, uh, within the context of what we call religion, we reject it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, uh, Jesus was crucified. And look at something. When he rose, when Jesus, when Jesus was alive, he showed himself to the world. Everybody saw him. But when he resurrected, he only appeared to the believers. Why? When it comes to resurrected anointing, it is reserved for people of God. There are some things that, is, that every, not everybody can get. The resurrected anointing is reserved for the people of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So the apostles on that, they were the only ones, it's only among them that they saw the resurrected Christ. And they were coming with that knowledge into the synagogue to preach to a congregation of critics. See, you should understand how terrible, permit me to use that word, the children of Israel are. How stubborn. They frustrated the life of Moses that Moses was going to tell God, just kill me now. Am I the one that gave back to these people? When they wanted to kill, when Joshua and Caleb came, 12 spies went to strike the land. And they said the land was not good. Joshua and Caleb said the land was good. The Bible says they wanted to stone Joshua and Caleb. That it took God to descend in the cloud. Because God knows the kind of children once they have decided to give those food, they are already dead. They are good as dead. God showed up in a cloud to stop that thing. So these are the kind of people. I, I, I'm reading the book of Jasha. Jasha is one of the historical books of the patriarchs. And it's, all, it's like uh, 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 scholars have called it the second Genesis. Told us the creation of man. He didn't tell us the creation of heaven and earth. But it started from the creation of man. 
the patriarchs, Abraham. So some of the stories, some of the details that were not in Genesis and Exodus, uh, the story of the birth of Moses and a number of things, he, he, he gave some of those details. And Joshua was actually prescribed twice in the Bible. So, but the book of Joshua was not, it was the book of Joshua was reading that these guys, this is the, the, the children of Israel, they had some, let me let me use the word superhero powers. I'm telling you, super, they know, they, they even had some superhero powers that two of them killed a whole city. Two, two people, two of them. They had superhero powers. They were not, it was not ordinary. They had something on them. So that, and whenever they are coming, when they, were, when they are coming to threaten uh, the next nation, they will start from when their father, it was actually the Esau that killed Nimrod. When Nimrod first talked to their, uh, wanted to kill their grandfather, their great grandfather Abraham, what happened to him? Well, our father Isaac, our grandfather Isaac, what happened to him? Jacob, what happened to him? Me, I did this, I did this. So, by the time they tell you all those stories, you will hear in fact, the, king, the, the kings that wanted to fight with them, the advisors of the king started the story again from Abraham. Ah, they have grandfather Abraham, this one happened to the people that wanted to give him more. In fact, he liked that Sarah was his, his sister. Abimelech that took Sarah last one, the whole nation, the king would just. So these people are, they are like that for generations. Now imagine someone coming to preach. To a group of critics like this. This was the context that the, that, that uh, uh, Peter and John were coming to meet in the synagogue. It's easier to preach in the midst of believers. <coughs> I mean, those of us who, uh, especially the, something they used to tell us uh, when we were in seminary in Bible school. He said, don't use the immunity of pulpits to, to lash on your members. You know, pastors, we, you can't talk back to me. I'm sharp, sharp, I'm not. <laughs> if I say anything now, you will use. Mm, so, like, it's unethical for pastors to stay on the pulpit and use that to sort out personal issues, personal views. I know unethical. So, our lecturer used to say that immunity of the pulpit. So, you, so it's easy to preach among people that cannot back to you. Whatever you say. Even if they disagree, they're like, yeah, I don't see anything. But now imagine people who are going to preach in the midst of critics. Some of us, we are waiting for a perfect atmosphere to do what the Lord has asked us to do. You don't want to preach in the midst of critics. You don't want to do this. You don't want everything to be perfect. And the Lord has told you, go. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 4. If you are there, read. I have two versions here, but I want us to read another version. Ecclesiastes 11 4. If you are waiting for every perfect situation, as a farmer who waits for perfect weather, they will never plant because there will never be a perfect time. Some of us are waiting for the perfect atmosphere. The Bible says, sow your seed in the morning, sow it in the afternoon, sow it in the night. In number of us, God has 
given us what it takes to go ahead. This church is a very is a living example. The Lord asked us to start in our sitting room. In my mind, the, the, the model I have for church is not that model at all. I know that I was living in Abuja. Uh, I don't know if it was Lagos. Ah, I know that I have sons and daughters all over the place. I've been in Abuja. I don't know anybody. I don't know any, nobody knows me. And in about four weeks, the Lord provided this place. In fact, the, the landlord was the one telling us, when are you moving in? We've not paid. We don't even have money to pay. So at times, when God says go, the, path, the, the atmosphere may not be perfect, but do what? Go. NIV of that exercise level says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the cloud will not reap. Ah, it's going to rain today. Don't worry, we're not going to have this. If you go and have this now, uh, rain will fall. The Bible says uh, uh, a lazy man says that there is a lion in the field. Uh, I don't want to go out today. You will say that the people are, the people are outside, like the lion did not give them. So, something that one of the lessons I want us to learn today is that you should not wait for a perfect atmosphere. The Lord is leading you to. So those are, that's one of the things that makes us, that limits us, that makes us stay in our houses. Praise the Lord. And all from the scriptures, God has never put us in the midst of comfort before asking us to establish, to accomplish His purpose. God has never put any man in the midst of comfort before saying, "Okay, this is what I have to do and accomplish it." He puts you in the midst of, he puts Moses in the midst of Pharaoh and said, tell them to release you. In fact, the book of Joshua was telling uh, the Pharaoh, it was two Pharaohs actually tormented the children of Israel. The father, as indeed a number of things, the son that now came after him. The book of Joshua described him as a very short man, one cubit. I, I've not tried to, <laughs> his height is one cubit. I've tried to find out how much, I mean, how, how tall one cubit is. I said he was very ugly. Describe the guy, very terrible guy. Now, I know that people that are that short, they have this overbloated pride. They want to show the guy. The guy showed them pepe. Ah, the guy said that if they don't, you know, Genesis didn't tell us this, or Exodus didn't tell us this. If they don't um, finish the, the task for the day, if it is remaining five bricks to complete. They will go and pick the children of the infants from the children of Israel and use it to replace those number of bricks. Hmm. And tell them to cement it on to cast one down it. The number of bricks that they are short, the king commanded that they should go and take their children and use it to replace it. He showed them terrible things. And that is the kind of man that God told Moses to go and tell, let my people go. So, God has never put us in the midst of 100% comfort before asking us to go ahead. So, whatever He has asked you to do now, don't wait for the right, input, the right situation, the right atmosphere. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, the reason why some of us I've not seen the move of God is because we are waiting for God to put us, put our blessing on remote control and hand it over to us. Especially this generation of everything. You know, we are so entitled. 
We are waiting for God to make every God. You are asking God for a for a for a table, for instance, and God showed you a tree. You're supposed to cut down that tree and use it to make a table. You're asking God for a tree. God showed you a seed. Do you understand? You're supposed to plant that seed, but we're expecting God to put all those blessings in automated remote control so that when you press this button, prop it will rain. And that button, prop. We don't want to go through the process. The Lord is opening our understanding in the name of Jesus. So if you are ready to challenge your limitations today and move forward, you will experience God like never before. God is looking for people who will say, like Job, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. Even though you are going through that same uh, process and it's not looking like it, yet I will trust him. It's not looking like, I, I mean, God is saying I should go through this way. It one expected that when when uh, uh, Moses goes to meet Pharaoh, for instance, let my people go. If it is God that says let these people go, he will just say, okay, go. Even this God, do you understand? God, there are several times Bible talk makes us to understand that uh, uh, God will tell him, don't worry, this time he will release you. He will go and Moses will go there. Pharaoh will not release them. So there are most of the times, many a times, the things that God has in plan for us, the things that God has in store for us, are not on remote control. They are not on autopilot. We need to work it out. We need to work it out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God can do his business in the midst of a chaotic situation. If God gives you something to do, he will do that thing through you in the midst of a chaotic situation and not stop that chaotic situation. He will still get his glory in that chaotic situation and will not deliver you from that chaotic situation. But he will make you go through it and not be affected by it. God will put you in the midst of a chaotic situation, ask you to do something, because it is God that asks you to do it, doesn't mean that that chaotic situation will be. But God is able to put you through that situation. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And we still get His glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. So when God says go, you go. No matter the situation. The things that are limiting us as individuals can be our mindset. Can be the fact that we want things perfect. Can be the fact that one aspect of our life is affected. Then we make the other aspects stand still. But God is telling you, challenge that limitation today, and He's asking you to go, and you go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I've told you about the divisions in the Judaism and uh, yeah, among the Jews. Now, among the Christians or the early church, at that time they were not called Christians, they were called uh, follower of the way. By that, their first name was the way. Um, among them, there were all there were a little bit of division or, or let me say uh, points of views or, or schools of thoughts. Some people believe that you need to dilute the tradition of men with the message of faith. You're teaching circumcision, Sabbath, uh, other messages 
so that they will still be true to tradition of men and on one side be embraced by God. Oh, if you are not a Jew and you're not been circumcised, you must first be circumcised before you can come to Christ. So they were, so we have these Jewish circumcised believers looking at their uncircumcised believers, looking down on them like uh, these ones, it seems these ones are, are inferior. <coughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And when, if you look at the story of Peter, this Peter himself, he knew, he had, when he had a dream that God told him to eat uh, uh, those things, he knew that it was God. He didn't, it wasn't, because his, his, his response was, no Lord. He, he didn't say, I rebuke you, devil. He knew that it was God. So, it was so true to tradition of men, that it would rather be acceptable to men. Don't try this at home. You know what Peter did to Paul? Uh, Paul did to Peter and the yeah. Peter was a pastor of at least 8,000 church. His members were at least 8,000. 3,000 before seen on the day of Pentecost, was 5,000 later. So he was a geo of 8,000 member church. And one small boy that just gave his life to Christ yesterday. Is now the beginning. Don't try it in 2022. <laughs> so, but, but look at what, Peter, what Paul said. That the reason why he did that was Peter, Peter was eating freely with the Gentiles before. But when he saw that the Jewish church came, he, he, he stopped eating. That even Titus was following his, 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 he was following Peter. So that if you are not even doing it alone, you are influencing another person to be that one important to see. But like I said, don't try it in 2022. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But if you understand what was also going on, even among the Christians, there are a number of times that God has saved some of us. God has delivered us from some things. But we still need to want to be accepted before men. We want to convince men just be saved and let God announce to your enemies that you've been washed. You know, the church is so judgmental, even the church of these days. We are so judgmental that we look at people from the uh, from the from the legs of who they were. I think it was my wife that was sharing last week uh, about. It wasn't last week, Sunday school, Sunday school, I think, uh, about someone that was disciplined in the church, in, in one of the churches, and the person was asked to, was disciplined for two years because uh, he, he committed fornication. No church member attended, was, no church member attended the wedding uh, of the, of the as, as, as bad as fornication is. Uh, I don't think that was the uh, 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 appropriate reaction. Because number one, he didn't sin against you. He the God that he sinned against has forgiven and forgotten. Do you understand my point? And we are, we are, we are, we are quick to judge the people that claim they are fighting for God and they are killing people. We, the one we do, don't we, don't we do worse than fighting for God? He didn't sin against you. He sinned against God. He probably 
okay, what led us to that was when, when cultists want to denounce cultism, you see the cult members come around him. They make sure, you understand, or oh, a guy, guy or someone that used to club and party hard. When he wants to leave, he says he's giving his life to Christ. You will see his club guys come and take him to club. They will make sure they will bring him. They will, you know, they know that his weakness is maybe NSC or, or what. They will bring that thing that he likes. They will bring it to him. But when a member of church wants to stop attending church, what do we do? We, we, we further push, push him. No, 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 no. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, people that have been washed by the blood, let's stop looking at them with the eyes of who they were. Praise God. So, the church, at this time, they were distracted by the work of God from the God of the world. Look at it. The man was seated at the gates of the temple, and everybody was passing by the walk. That is the walk of the world. They were passing by him to <laughs> whereas they are living the walk. That is the gospel. Is that not what we are doing in church today? We leave the walk for the activity. We neglect the work of God, thinking that we are going to do the word of work of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. They were busy building the kingdom that they lost the heart of the king. And that is what tradition causes. Your busy activities, busy in the kingdom, and you lost the heart of the king. While they were going through all these things, arguing over circumcision, uh, should they eat bread with living bread, uh, bread with, with yeast or whatever, while they were arguing with all this one, there was a lame man at the gate. And this guy didn't care, this guy at the gate didn't care about the feast of Tabernacle, he didn't care about the uh, whatever Jewish or Christian laws we are talking about. He didn't care about it, he only cared, the only thing he cared about were his limbs. He was lame. And the Bible says he was brought there by somebody. Someone else had to carry him there. Whenever you are broken, whenever you are down, you need an extra help. See, another thing about us is we fail to acknowledge that we need help. Help, crying for help, is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of honesty. The fact that I need help and I can boldly say, please help me. Whenever you are, you are, some of us are lame financially, some of us are lame physically, we are lame maritally. You need someone to carry you. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. Praise the Lord. This man was twisted, broken, lame. And he sat at the gates every day. And all these big people before the Lord, the big people, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, the even the, all of them were passing by him, passing over him to in quotes to go and do God's business in the temple and leaving the biggest big business at the gates. Now, look at this tra tragedy. The only parts of his body that was affected was what? The legs. 
That was the only thing that, that the problem that I had. But the whole body was at the gate. His eyes, his head, his life. So there are times that one aspect of your life is broken. And it will, it will, it will, it will demoralize and destabilize the whole aspect just because of one aspect. His eyes were perfect. His mouth was perfect. His brain was perfect. But just because his legs were lame, the whole body remained on that spot. Whatever it is in your life that is causing every, that is causing paralysis in every aspect, aspect of your life, I speak life into it in the name of Jesus. I speak life into it in the name of Jesus. church as well, with issues we've not sorted out. We build a support system. We build a pity party. Build, ah, they don't call me to do this. I will not come to church again. We build a pity party around ourselves. Rather than seek help to get out of that thing. We build it. We, we are, no, this is how I am. We, 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 we try and, and make uh, uh, acceptance for that. But somebody today, you are going to throw away that bowl of begging in the name of Jesus. Yeah. You will overcome your limitation in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Every negative support system you build around yourself to pity you, to, to, to make you remain in your pity party, I throw that bowl of begging away in the name of Jesus. Yeah. God is going to take that cup out of your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah. It will deliver you from a sense that need dependence on people in the name of Jesus. No longer will you think you need people to make it in life in the name of Jesus. Incessant dependence on people. Incessant dependence on people. The Lord is taking it out of your life in the name of Jesus. The man was sitting at the gate. It was too far inside. Yet, it was too far from outside. It was in the middle. It was not in the temple, but it was not out of it was in the middle. It was in the middle. Every situation that's put you in the middle, you are neither here nor there. Everything that's put you in the middle. Some of you have been sitting at the first of breakthrough for years. You have been at the middle of breakthrough. You are just you are, you are not you know that you are, you are, you are almost there. You are spelling it, but you're not gotten there. But you know that you've gotten out of the but everything that put at the verge of breakthrough in the name of Jesus, your deliverance comes today in the name of Jesus. You will get your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Your breakthrough comes today in the name of Jesus. Your breakthrough comes today in the name of Jesus. Let's do that. Let's just say a few prayer points as we close. Let's be a few prayer points. I want us to thank God for this message He has sent to us today. This is a timely message. This is a timely message. Let me just appreciate the Lord for the message, for the word today. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for the word you sent to us today. Thank you for the word that came up in life to meet me at my point of need. To meet me at my point of need. Oh Lord, I give you glory. I give you thanks. I give you thanks for your word today. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Say, what limited my father? Will not limit me. There are some limitations that are generational. That what limited my father? Will not limit me. In the name of Jesus, I break limitations 
name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. What do you mean? My father will not limit me. In the name of Jesus. Declare, 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 declare. In the name of Jesus, I break generational limitations. In Jesus' name we pray. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I break repeated patterns of limitation in my life. Begin to break them, begin to break them. In the name of Jesus, I pray to repeated patterns of limitation. Limitation in every aspect is repeated over and over again. I break them, I break, 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 break. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray to repeated patterns of limitation. In the name of Jesus, I pray to repeated patterns of limitation. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Shout in the name of Jesus. I move forward. I break boundaries. Come on, begin to declare. Begin to declare. I move forward. I break boundaries. In the name of Jesus. No longer at the edge of breakthrough. No longer at the bar at the verge of breakthrough. I move forward, Lord. I break through. I break through. I break through. In the name of Jesus. No longer stand up on the same spot. No longer stand up on the same spot. In the name of Jesus, the thing that's supposed to be for my favor, the 
they will not be against me. They will not walk against me. The stones of the field are in covenant with me. The stones of the field are in league with me. In the name of Jesus. The stones of the field are in covenant with me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Lastly, lastly, the confession for this week. The confession for this week. You shall this week. I break barriers. Come on, declare that to yourself. I break barriers this week. I break barriers this week. This week I break barriers. This week I break barriers. In the name of Jesus. This week I break barriers. In the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you for your grace that's upon this place. Thank you for your word that you sent to us. Lord, I pray everything that has limited us, everything that has limited our fathers, everything that has limited our forefathers, we say they will not limit us in the name of Jesus. Everything that has kept us on a spot, we leap over them in the name of Jesus. Everything that has made us to be servitude, to be at the bed of breakthrough, looking at breakthrough in front of us, that we are not getting there. I break stuff in the name of Jesus. This week we are helped by you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Peter took the hold of the man's hand and helped him to his Peter. Oh, we are helped by the Lord in the name of Jesus. This week we are helped by the Lord in the name of Jesus. We break barriers this week in the name of Jesus. We break barriers this week in the name of Jesus. The sun shall not smite us by day or the moon by night in the name of Jesus. The things that are supposed to help us, they will not turn against us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. Celebrate Jesus in this place.